There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we kick off with the uh, formalities of our podcast, we've got a little offer for you just ahead of Christmas oh, um, and what beyond. Is it? It's meaty one. It's a meaty, meaty one. As you know, uh, I buy all of my meat from Field of Flower and have done for a very long time. Uh, there is now an opportunity for our listeners to get 30% off their first subscription st- order. What? Not 10, not 29, 30. Uh, if you put flats and shanks, all capitals, in your little promo code section, you will get 30% off your first subscription order. And the meat is mega. And When it's does actually, this run out? When does this run out? Is it forever? It runs out. Um, is it forever? Mm, I think it runs out in 2087. Okay. Flats okay. and shanks into the promo code. 30% Done. off. 30% off your first subscription order. Rip into it. Uh, my favourite's the Chateaubriand, but I'm like that. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Flats and Shanks podcast. Had a week off last week, didn't we, fella? Yeah, we did. Uh, unplanned. Uh, unfortunately, Unplugged. yeah, for you. You needed a plug. I did, yeah. Uh, I had a sickness bug. Yeah. You, so you needed the plug, actually. Uh, felt like I had a proper ab workout after though. We Was had it? this pod. We had the pod planned for really early on uh, on Monday morning, ten o'clock, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't speak. I've been up all night. The kids have been up uh, with a sickness bug, and I just couldn't. I couldn't do it, mate. I couldn't do it. You know what I'm like as well. I'm you're tough. I'm bastard. a workaholic. Tough bastard. <laughs> you're tough bastard. Solid. You you've done like sixty seventy mile a day cycles, haven't you? Before for charity. Crawled you in just, through the door. You just dug in, haven't you? Crawled in through the door. <laughs> Don't make a meal of it. Don't make a meal Hesky oh, of it, do no. you? I mean, you know, we are joking, uh, but what an achievement from Gareth Thomas to do that. Yeah. 500 miles in a day. In no. a day? No. Oh. Don't know what Either way, two long weeks. cycles and minging. No, it was great. It was great. What, They're minging. Uh, did you... Anyway... Back to the sickness bug. Back, yeah. to, back to your so, um, orifices. Orifice I've side. got a couple of abs coming through now. So was it all sickness? Yes. Was there any? No. Oh, okay. Okay. Purely. 
purely out the top end. Okay. And only a couple of times, but I think it might have been a turkey. I think it might have been a dodgy what? turkey. What? Yeah, because all the kids had it. Oh, dear. Uh, but anyway, how was your IBS? <laughs> <laughs> my... My, a, that's a long-standing issue, isn't it? My you, you can't get rid of it. My orifice, I fine, actually. I've got no problems, no You should problems. get yourself uh, tested. For what? Intolerances. I did. I've done it. And? So, I had this test. Everyone's like, you've got to do this thing. It's really good. And it's like, do you ever feel bloated after a big meal? Yep. I, I've always thought that's because I eat three portions when everyone else eats one. Do you ever feel bloated after doing four pints in an hour? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So I was like three kilos of food and six pints. Yeah, exactly. So um, I went to get tested and they were like, uh, these are unusual results, actually. We might run them again and get you back. Do you live nearby? Yeah. Can you come back in next week? We're going to run them again. So yeah, sure. Basically, your body doesn't mind dairy. Your body doesn't mind red wine. Your body doesn't mind coffee. You're basically fine. It's not that keen on lamb, but it's nothing too bad. Really, there's not a lot you need to cut out. I was like, brilliant. So... What does your body not like about lamb then? Don't know. They don't know. Too tender. They're so cute, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> They're just so bloody cute. Whereas chickens, bastards, mate. Never liked them. Never liked chickens. Um, so, and cows are cows are nice until you've got a little bull terrier and you're going through a walk in a field and they're killers. They're murderers. So don't feel bad about those. So, I'm all right, fella. Okay, I've got. I've got currently no real touchwood, no real health issues leading into Crimbo. Yeah, same, same. I'm going to go for the flu jab, I think, on the way back tonight. Tommy, um, I had it last year. Back and yourself. Didn't pick up the flu. Back yourself. I didn't back pick your it immune up. system. Nope, nope. I'm going for it. I don't know if this is, I've got no idea if this is one of those things where I'm going to say something and people are going to say, well, because you're um, basically royal because you live in Bath. But it's one of those things, as soon as you say um, the first world problem type crap, it's like, We've got an option to have the kids vaccinated um, against rabies, vaccinated against flu, and we are not having them flu jabbed because we want their immune systems to fight it off and they've got, both got really strong immune systems. We want to keep it that way. Someone will write in and say, well, at least you've got the option. In our borough, you know, in Bradford Northeast or something, we can't have, we're not allowed jabs. So, okay. Are you going down the route of like alternative medicine? We, we just, what we do is we pick flowers from the garden and we crush them up in a pestle with a pestle and mortar. And um, yeah, the, God, the gods above help them. No, just let back the kids to get through flu on their own. Okay. okay. I mean, well, I'm going to have it. I'm going to have they're it. They're 30 and 35 now, so they should be all right. I didn't have it a couple of years ago and I felt quite ill over the Six Nations in February. So I had the jab last year. Fine. So I'm going with it again. All right. And I'll let you know the results. All right. Um, okay. The man who spewed I mean, we'll, Yeah, fine. We'll see who gets ill. All right. Yeah, yeah. Mine will be working. Mine will be overworked though, like it was last time. Mm, well, remember so when I got that. shingles? Do you remember that? No, no, because I didn't go on about it. That's right. But I got it. Thirty-four. I was when I got shingles. Where? You pick it up in different places. Someone your face. Well, on your hip, like I did before we went to Tenerife that time. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. No, I. Uh, that's right. I didn't have it. I had a tiny little bit of. There's a big rash, isn't there? I had a tiny little bit on my chest that you could barely see, like the size of a stamp. Okay. But I had neuralgia. Do you know what that is? No. People at home might. It's basically your nerve endings get so raw that you can't touch certain parts of your body. And it was quite funny to watch because it was like I couldn't wear... My right-hand side of my upper body was so sore. Like, it was like it was an open wound and you were touching it. And it was so sore that I basically couldn't wear a shirt for about a week. 
And then I couldn't, I couldn't also sleep on it. I couldn't leave, roll over on it, couldn't lie in bed. It was like it's agony touching my, it's just over work, fella. Seven, seven days a week for about 30 years. Uh, it's gout, that. that is. Flats, by the it's way. It's not gout. It's not a gout. Former gout. I don't drink enough to have gout. You are definitely getting gout when you're older, though. Everyone says that to me. You I had are. a checkup at the GPs last year, and I'm in great nick. Yeah, no, you, know you what are. The GP said to me, some, pe- some people are meant to be your size. <laughs> you're <laughs> not one of them. <laughs> you're 39 years old, mate. Um, I reckon 50, gout all over you. Why'd you get gout, though? Gout ridden. How'd you get gout? You know how you get gout. Booze. Red meat. Yeah, red, wine. red meat. I don't drink a lot of red. Don't drink a lot. Mm. I don't yeah. drink a huge amount. I exercise minimum three times a week. Well, slash maximum three times a week. <laughs> I, I reckon you're gout, mate. You've you got gout all over you. Um, You'll be riddled with it. Matt Perry, Steve Ajomo, gouters, <laughs> the pair of them. They drink more than I do. Gouters. Bubs, gout, defo. Bubs will definitely get Has he not got it already? Uh, no, he walks yet. like he's got gout already. Just so you know, uh, while you listen to this, we are in Flatiron Square. It's a Monday. It's a Monday morning. They've rebranded it, haven't they? Flats Iron, haven't they? This we is, are yeah. recording some videos with Guinness, some media videos, aren't we? Some social media videos with Guinness. We're in a little pint-sized pub. In we're, in the the, we're in the pint-sized pub. It is like a little grotto. There's a Guinness on tap, which we can't drink because it's not 12 o'clock yet. Well, actually, he's not. The chap here is lovely bloke. Won't say his name in case he gets fired. He said, I'm not officially allowed to offer you a pint of that because it's too early. I said, does it work? He said, I can confirm that it works. Unofficially, fill your boots. Shanks was lying on his back, his mouth underneath it, doing the Gaza dentist chair uh, underneath it. Too early it. for me. Too early for me. And it's got that cool little not neon light. It's got the little Guinness sign for your... If you, you know the old people have man caves. I don't think they're a thing anymore, but maybe they are. I never really wanted one. I just, you know, yeah. for hanging out with my kids, to be honest. But... Um, if you had a cave, like a drinking barbecue garage area, you might put steal that neon sign and put it up. I might take it. You'd want like a Verlitzer, I think they're called that jukebox as well. Oh, yeah. Pool table, dartboard, the darts is on at the moment. If you want to be properly tragic, you have all those things. Barney's been knocked out. Has he? Yeah. Tried to do an interview after and got nothing from him. Nothing. Jeez. Like Mike Brown. That level. What, angry? Just angry, disappointed. One word answers. Never forgive himself, he said. I like that, though. I mean, yeah. he will forgive himself. Uh, I was at... Um, I maintain... I maintain... Sports Personality of the Year Awards last night. Hang on, I maintain, if you didn't weren't playing with Lee Byrne or you weren't playing with Halfpenny or whatever, you'd love a Mike Brown in your team. No. You would? No. I'm not having that. All right. Uh, I was at Sports Personality of the Year Awards last night. Oh, were you? Fun. Yeah, no, I wasn't. <laughs> I was. So I'm, so I'm a bit late. Yeah, yeah. No, you weren't. No, I wasn't there. No. I don't actually, I don't watch it. I saw bits of it. Uh, I saw uh, I saw Gary Lineker announce Ben Stokes had won it. No, but he didn't. He, he didn't do that. He messed up, but he didn't He didn't release something because the voting hadn't started yet. Yes. So it's actually, Or had it. No, or had it, but it hadn't. Are we talking about the biggest fix of all time? Are we? I don't think you needed a fix. No, I think he just, he just didn't read the order queue properly. Apparently, yeah, and it the voting hadn't opened, so he literally and guess hadn't. who won it? Yeah, Ben Stokes yeah. had to be though, didn't had it? Had to really? be Stokesy after the World Cup, after the Ashes victory, where what were they? Seventy runs with one wicket left, smashes them. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, he's is there anyone saying Ben Stokes shouldn't have won it? I think he's won six World um, Formula One yeah, he has, Championships. Yeah. He'll win more as well. Yeah, he's in talks with Ferrari, uh, but the best, yeah. Unbelievable. 40-odd million a year he's on as well. 
Imagine the tax. That's what I say. Yeah. Um, but I think the, the highlight of the night, I hope you watched it, was uh, Helen Rollison Award to Doddy Weir. Doddy. Saw that, yeah. Incredible. I've seen that on social media. It was yeah. brilliant. Speaks so well. What a guy. What an amazing guy. He had his three sons there. His wife was there. Um, there's quite a few former players there. Um, who was there? Adam Jones, Alan Wynn Jones, obviously up for the award as well. Uh, Rob Wainwright was there, and he did the most amazing video. Difficult to say, Rob Wainwright. I know. Quite often. And Aaron. Yeah, it um, is. Yeah. But I think I mentioned this before. Rob Wainwright did the most amazing video uh, for Doddy. Yeah. He had a dinner out in Hong Kong. Yeah. He had. He said, "I'm with my chicks," and he had some little chicks on him. Bitches. He had some. Dogs by the side of him, and then Brilliant. someone threw a cat on him. So then, with my put, yeah, yeah, gotcha, you gotcha, you gotcha. But parakeet, yeah. Uh, and Ben Stokes also spoke really well as well. Talked about Did the he? rock, his missus, and how you know she should be up there accepting this award as well. Well, she wasn't playing. Sorry, <laughs> reverse sweeping for victory was she? <laughs> she <laughs> remember when? Remember when Buck Shelford came to Saracens? The legendary. Uh, were you there then? Still there? Yeah, of course it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, legendary All Black number eight. And he basically was like, right, we do nothing this season without our families. No, you know, whatever it was. And it's like, they're the backbone there. And it was like, I kind of like the whole family vibe. And then it was like, one of the lads made a point. Um, basically, the man of the match for the last six weeks in a row had been single. <laughs> it was like, it's one of those things like, it's like, we, we all love our family. Like we all appreciate the things people do for us and appreciate what our parents did for us. And we all love our kids. But I I kind of maintain that it's like, you can effectively have no family and still be really good at sport. It's very handy to have one, and we all love them. But it's like, could you achieve this without them? And it's like, well, yeah. It doesn't mean you don't then you don't appreciate them, and they're not along for the ride. But it's like, nineteen years old, I play rugby to get away from my family. <laughs> yeah, but it's like that's why I play golf. It's, well, yeah, it is, isn't it? One, yeah. but that's why you know no one's knocking in scrums for me. Do you know what I mean? And it's like I get it. You know, there's there is help. I don't know. It's like well, lots of lads live on live on their own and do brilliantly. Thanks. And it's like I don't. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I remember shopping. Uh, I love family. I just don't... Why we, we don't need to credit everybody with everything. That's my point. I remember shopping uh, when I was single at Saracens on my own. I'd gone down to... What was it? The Asda? There was a big Asda there, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Southgate. Yeah. yeah. I bought like one chicken breast, one onion, um, small bit of pasta. I was putting it on the conveyor belt and uh, it's like one bottle of water. Sad. And uh, the lady looked at me who was serving when you're single, aren't you? And yeah, can you tell by the food? She went, no, you're an ugly bastard. <laughs> oh, God. But now I'm, I, hate, I hate it when I miss one because I knew right. that. I know that one and I missed it. And now look Bernard at me, eh? Manning or something. Now look at me. Yeah, now look at you. Look at the swan. Playing golf eight days a week. Did you watch the Anthony Joshua fight? I wish I was playing eight days a week. Uh, yeah, I did. I watched it start to finish. Did you enjoy it? I, I enjoyed the victory. I didn't really enjoy the fight. I thought, um, is it Ruiz was wanted to get into a fight, whilst Joshua just held back, worked the jab. Um, you sort of, you thought he was going to get into a slugfest, and perhaps that's m- maybe where he came undone in the first fight. But in terms of a, a spectacle, not the greatest, but in terms of a, a great win for Joshua, brilliant. Yeah, same. Um Enjoyed the win. Glad he won. Hopefully sets up some big fights in the future. This is the big thing. So there's Wilder and Fury. It has to be. Will it? 
And you don't want to see them fight at the end of their careers either, you know, when the best years They're already gone. saying Joshua's next fight's not one of those two. They've already well, decided got, it's not one of those two. You've got Fury Wilder in February. That's going to be huge. And you just hope the winner of that will fight Joshua. Yeah. They've got to sort of deal out. I mean, you'd pay whatever, really, on box office. Well, I would. And yeah. I'm, I'm, when I say pay whatever, you know, it's, what was it, 19 quid? Yeah. You'd pay, th- I'd pay 30 quid to watch that. Would certainly. you pay 50 quid? Would you pay 50 quid to watch Wilder... Well, Don, Deontay Wilder against Anthony Joshua. I'd, ra- I'd rather Fury versus Joshua. But would you pay 50 for Wilder? No. You'd, you'd, pay, you'd spend 50 quid on a round on a night out, though, if you're in London. You don't, actually. That's too much. But you'd spend 50 quid on a night out without even thinking about it, but you wouldn't spend it on a night in on your own in your pants. It's the principle. Though, Hand down your it's pants. It's the principle. Um, but that was, it was a good fight. Well done, Anthony Joshua. I'm sure he listens to this. Yeah, it's, he, he's mad. He's all over this. It's, it wasn't... And it was a brilliant bit of boxing but it wasn't a huge amount of fun was it let's be honest it wasn't like Klitschkoff and Joshua was it no it's or just Klitschko. Klitschko but it's just not yeah you, what, you, what we want is knockouts but ultimately it's good that you won yeah. terrible with names though aren't I Luke, yeah it's not your Luke fault Luke Monaghan oh yeah oh god what did I, I said Monaghan didn't I and you said Monaghan instead of Morahan. yes sorry but it's like it's honestly I like the way that you got tagged in as well yeah, I know, but these people that these people that give a toss, like it, 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 giving a toss is fine, but it's people who copy in the player. For God's sake, you <laughs> announce his name right. Copy in Luke Morahan. Luke Morahan must read that and think, who the fuck are Flats and Shanks? Oh, he knows. And, and he who's knows. who's Dave Smith from Blackpool, an angry Bristol Bears fan who's copying? In. It's like, mate, get a life. I don't, I don't want to alienate listeners, but mate, sort yourself out. What's the worst name you've mispronounced? I've had some clangers, mate. I've, I've Reese Patchell, I think I was calling Patchell. Or Patchwell. Patchwell. Yeah, because Patchell would be correct. Um, well, no, I, I mispronounced hyperbole and said hyperbole during the last World Cup, which I don't think my Twitter ever went as mad. But people liked it. Really? Yeah, yeah. And it, Not even when you had to go at the Welsh? Uh, Not even when you were a weatherman for a week? Oh, no. When I had to go at the Welsh, uh, that was that was most active but I think but I wasn't on Twitter that week much but I think I had quite a lot of mentions um, <laughs> uh, what one of them sticks out is like someone saying flats don't listen to him you know we love you mate we love the English think you've done a brilliant job out there really want England to win the final would prefer England Wales but congrats to South Africa and someone just wrote you're a prick and all <laughs> in brackets have you got any tickets <laughs> yeah yeah you're a prick and all you got any tickets I sort of I can, I can get the gist of the name, but I'll just pronounce it wrong. They, they don't care. It's a form of dyslexia. That's why I put it down to anyway. I think, it, uh, well, it's, it's an interesting one because some people get really offended by it um, and some don't. I remember, um, I remember Eliotta, Eliotta for, I don't fucking his name up. Excuse, excuse me. <laughs> Beep. His name, Eliotta Fermano Sapolo, who I played with at Bath, who's... Um, he he would be he used to get annoyed when people mispronounced the Islanders' names, and it was like I, I get it because I was still playing and I wasn't commentating. I was like I get it, but his view was you don't care enough about the Islanders to pronounce their names properly, and it's like no no, it's 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 not that. It's just these names are not natural to us. They're not names that we're normally saying. So when we see Tuilagi, it's yeah. not Tuilangi, Rockadunguni, and and then you say it correctly on TV, and you get hammered by people on social media like Johnny Farmatwenu. You know, I, I remember trying to teach a couple of commentators at the ground to say Fatamatwenu 
and it was like, what do you call him? And we were like, Johnny. <laughs> you know, it's much, much but easier. But also, when you're commenting, you've not really got anything pre-planned you're saying. It. it just comes out naturally. So you've got to find a name in a split second and say it. Yeah, and I mean... sometimes if, it, it just comes out wrong. Yeah, I mean, now and again, you just make a mistake and it doesn't matter. But, um, I, you know, I always run through... You're probably the same. Whenever I co-commentate, I always run through with Al Eakin or Nick Mullins or Andrew Cotter. I run through the pronunciations and then yeah. I will... If any are look nothing like... You know the way they're written. I will rewrite them. Yeah. Sort of. You know. So. And also, you just, sometimes you just wait for the commentator to say it first, and just copy them exactly. The same. Absolutely, because honest, because sometimes you'll know how to say something. They will say something differently, and actually, it's kind of more important. You back them for starters, but also you you both want to say it the same, or it starts sounding weird. You know. I remember doing Harry Nordicky, Imanol Harry Nordicky, and I knew how to say his name, but the guy I was commentating with called him Hardy Nordicky. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, what do you do? And I said, I can't do that. So yeah. half time, I said, look, you're doing it wrong. It's also when a commentator or um, first voice will say the wrong player as well. Sometimes you feel bad about correcting them. But then we well. do it. You and I do it without realizing, and they don't correct yeah. us a lot of the time. So, but they. But I remember saying to this this commentator, it's not Harden Ordeque, it's Aaron Ordeque, Aaron Ordeque. And he was like, well, no, I've I think I've checked it. I've checked it. And I said, listen, mate. About six weeks ago in Beeritz, I was in the Playboy Club with him and Ian Bolshaw and Andy Beattie um, uh, after a couple of lagers and we'd gone a bit hard. And we're all, so I, I know this guy reasonably well. And what I remember most of all is how he said his name is because Andy Beattie had a pint too many and uh, puked up his Chateau Briand on, a <laughs> on him and Iron Nordicke's new uh, white high tops. Oh, no and, way. And Aaron Aldeke was, was very funny in the tux? nightclub. He was very funny. And, and in this nightclub, he said, you'll be famous, Beastie, you'll be famous because you because you spew your Chateaubriand on the shoe of Imanol, Aaron Aldeke. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was like, he's like, sorry, boy. Sorry, boy. I'll send you some new ones. I've got a sponsor. No. Have you, um, have you been up to anything interesting then over the last couple of weeks? Because... I went to, we haven't met up, have we? I went to uh, Ronan Keating, Ronan and Storm Keating's um, Emerald and Ivy Ball on Saturday night. It was Cancer Research Ball. Were you hosting um, it? No, I wasn't, no. no I'm just joking. Um, oh. Jimmy Carr was meant to host it. Um, and then Tins, Mike, uh, Mike, Mike Tinner was there and Tins said, Jimmy Carr had to pull out it to be somewhere else. So yeah. Ronan Keating texted Tins and said, can you t can you host it? Tins is like, I don't, I've never hosted anything in my life. I can't, don't know what to do. We don't know how to do it. Try flats, and then Ronan Keating said, um, "He's my hero. Can he please do it?" And I refused. Actually, good they actually you. got no. They had a lady host it. He was absolutely brilliant. Um, but that was good. But Will Young sung. Firstly, Will Ronan Keating sung a long set. You've heard Ronan Keating sing at golf days and stuff, haven't you? Did he say sing Evergreen? No. Ah, oh. he sung. I can't remember. It was he was so good. Eyes. He was so good, I couldn't believe it. Like a sunrise. That's the yeah, you're better than that. His voice was mm. absolutely unbelievable. Listeners, if you ever get a chance to hear Will Young live, you've got to do it. It's amazing. Okay. Ronan Keating. I mean, Ronan Keating was brilliant, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. But Billy Ocean was a special guest. One of my all-time favourites. Up yeah. there, level pegging with Roachford and Dire Straits for me, Billy Ocean. And he only did one song when the going gets tough. But the voice was butter, mate absolute butter yeah so that was that was quite something Tommy I'll yeah. say that to you then I did a did an event well I did an event oh we haven't met up have we I did an event uh, with no. MBN a couple of weeks ago with the Rednaps Harry and Jamie Rednap yes uh, so we we had a 
we had Blim and Lowell's. They were absolutely great blokes. Who was the funnier? Harry. Really? Yeah. Harry is very, very, very funny indeed. Um, yeah, extremely funny guy. Loves his stories, clearly. Um, but the, and, and then on Friday to last week, I did a, a similar event with NBM, but did it with um, Owen and Marrow were there, which was fun, but also with Kevin Peterson. Really interesting guy. Cricketer turned conservationist. He's... Very interesting guy. Yeah, he's, is he something to do with trying to stop poaching of... Rhinos. Blackhorn rhinos. Yep, that's exactly what he is. Okay. Um, that was great. And last week, I went to something really interesting. I went... He speaks very softly and tenderly, I always think. Yes, he kind of speaks yes. like this. But he... Uh, but last week, I went to a lunch in Bath, the Bath Life, you know, the Bath Life magazine. Went to a lunch in Bath, they have a business club, and the bloke who spoke at the business lunch was Chris Anderson, who is the owner of TED Talks. Bath boy, began in Bath, now obviously a, TED a, a billionaire philanthropist. So he developed future publishing and that sort of stuff, which sold for a huge amount of money. You know, TED Talks that you get and these experts talk for however long and you go on YouTube and there's a million experts that have spoken about certain things and it's it's fascinating. It's a brilliant, brilliant business. And he's the person that basically said, we're going to stop this being a big conference. We're going to give this away for free. Yeah. Um, yep. And everyone's going to love it. So he was fascinating, like un- unbelievably intelligent. You sort of think, Christ, I'm glad I'm not interviewing him. He's way, way too clever. Um, in the same vein, I watched Frozen 2. What do you think? Really do you like it? it? Yeah, I really liked, liked it. it. I'm not sure the soundtrack's going to kick off as much as the first one, but it probably couldn't, could it? But I did enjoy it, Tommy. Um, and I've commentated on a couple of games, um, done a few bits and pieces, you know? So just sort of get, operating and getting about, really, and getting it done. Well, I went to a lunch um, on the Friday last week, um, and that was in Birmingham, and Alistair Blacklaw's had organized it so I spoke there but what he had done which was incredible he'd give me a list of a load of his mates that were there yeah and nicknames some of what they'd done there was a guy called handsome handsome Dan or handsome Ben handsome was he Dan. handsome Not no really. I think it was ironic gotcha um Not but apparently he was back used, in the day like, Bracken, like Kieran Bracken back in the day he used to yeah. be handsome yeah. yeah when he was when Kieran Bracken was heading up Seeker Blades yeah and uh Pro sport shower gel with arginine. <laughs> Remember that in the shower Did he with do arginine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, some, so that was good because at least I could rip into a load of the guys there first. Um, and that was on Friday. Tuesday, I went to New York. Oh, did you? Yeah, just in it? and out. It's good, mate. Good. Went to long way in economy though, isn't it? Went to. Yeah. It's a long way in economy, isn't it? Yeah, it is a long way in economy. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Does it feel as long if you're not in economy? Do you think? It's quite short. Is it? Yeah. It's quite short. Well done. It's quite short. Well done. Uh, but went to watch Book of Mormon. Oh, yeah. Really good. Nice. Brilliant. Have you seen yeah, it? Yeah, I see it in London, not in NYC. Well, I'm sure it's exactly the same. Brilliant. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So funny. Incredibly clever, yeah. Yeah. Very cleverly written. Yeah. Uh, went up to see the Statue of Liberty, Ground mm. Zero, went on a Ground Zero tour, went to the museum. How was that? Ground Harrowing. Zero tour. Heroin. Brutal. Yeah, really brutal. A lot more brutal than I thought. Really? And, you know, when you actually get to see how big the buildings were and how close they were together and the history behind them and what actually, you know, you, 
you read and you've seen what went on, but to actually be there and, and to see some of the personal effects of people that uh, they found in the rubble and, and everything, yeah. Um, but it's a it's a great memorial they've got there yeah. for the two towers. So, um, uh, you know, it's... I want to say I really enjoyed it, but I found it really informative, and it's part of history as well. Yeah, you know, it wasn't it was a good fun, thing to do, but it was it's one of those things. You know, if you go to Poland, you know, you, I suppose you've got to really go and see Auschwitz. Cause yeah, and you're, part, you are allowed history. to you are allowed to enjoy learning. I think, and in, you know, I think uh, you're allowed to enjoy Grand it. Central Station. Oh yeah, how there. was that? Grand. Was it? And yeah. it? Was it in the middle as well? A lot like Paddington. Is it central? A lot like Paddington. Paddington's not central, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, a lot like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, was it just a flash Paddington with a all nicer thing, floor? All I th- yeah, all, th- all I could think about when I saw Grand Central Station was the untouchables when the pram is going down yeah, the steps. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he stops it with his foot. Hey, on the, on the subject of Paddington, mm. new timetable. What? New timetables, isn't there? Coming up from the West. Him. Yep. New timetables. I was meant to get a quicker train here this morning. It was meant to be an hour 40. It was a 6.25 train in the morning from Cardiff. 6.25 a.m. in the morning? Yeah, which meant I couldn't go to the gym because the gym opens at 6. Oh. Probably go and do a five-minute session. But it ended up being over two hours, so... Well, there was a signal <laughs> problem. There was a signal problem. That's what I think of your timetable. It was a signal problem. Um, you can do Bath to Paddington in one fifteen now. That's good. That's right. But can it? you, on a good day? I uh, know you will. I I get thing is, yeah. I've been really lucky. Touch wood. I'm really lucky on the trains. I've hardly ever had delays. If you're not lucky, you need to let Tom May know, and he'll do a short video about it. Yeah, he'll have a gripe about it, won't yes. he? Yes, he'll have a gripe. You know, you can no, just I'm vent, You can vent your anger through Tom May, and he'll post something. I got a mate called Craig who um, his Twitter account is very funny, and it is solely set up to communicate his experiences on the train every day to the train company. Every day it's like, all right, lads. It's not Bob Mortimer, <laughs> is it? No. Hello, lads. Morning, lads. He always says, and there's there's like there's a girl that works there. It's called Sue Susan or something. He's like, morning, lads and Susan. How are you? Quick update on today. You know, twelve minute delay, whatever it was. Very good. Have you seen the Bob Mortimer videos he does on the train? No. Oh, you're gonna have to go on social media. I love Bob Mortimer. Brilliant. I love Bob Brilliant. Mortimer. Brilliant. I like it, I like his for sale. You know, unused cat names. Have you seen <laughs> those? Eight pound a lot. <laughs> uh, bit of news out is Brad Moore. Potentially to join the All Blacks next year. Ian Foster's trying to recruit him. Yeah. Currently at the Scarlets. Um, Scarlets aren't going to have any coaches left. They want him at the end of the season. And he's doing really well, the Scarlets. Spoken about very highly. It's always easier when your team's doing well and winning. Correct. Um, uh, a little bit of fracas on the weekend. There was a fight, wasn't there? The Saracens... Team versus a monster medic. Yeah, here's one for you, right? So, um, like, you know, we can't betray confidences on here and we don't want to be those guys that say, we know something you don't know. Some people in in our situation, Tommy, would just say, this person told me this. And that's fine, but they'll never tell you anything again. And also, it's just not very kind if someone hasn't said you could say it. But a friend of mine was there, let's say that, and not not involved in either of the um, teams, uh, but heard what, someone shouted at Jamie George and it was a, a, a reportedly, allegedly the lines of you effing fat C word. Ooh, um, he dropped the C bomb, didn't and he? Then, so, and then allegedly might have been your mum's a something type thing. From like, one of the medical stuff. staff? Correct, from the doctor at Munster, allegedly. So, I mean, they're not going to sue us, they won't give a toss what we say, but it's just what I've, I wasn't there, so it's just what I've been told. So, 
Then you got this thing where it's actually that is a really crap piece of behaviour. Um, fine, and it's a bit cr- it's cringe actually. So then you have this weird thing on social media where people love a scrap, and we all. Like, there's a brilliant picture of Makovu and Napoleon. You've seen it, it just yeah. having a drink in the middle of it. Because they're not fights anymore, are they? No. Twenty years ago, couldn't have done that because he'd have been knocked out. But it's like, or smacked at least. So you you had to at least keep your wits about you. But then everyone's safe now. But then there, there are people on a couple of people on social media, and I don't really give a monkeys. I'm sure Jamie George is absolutely fine. Um, but someone people saying, well, you know, what's he so angry about? At least it it, w- it would be wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't true. Something like that. Of course, it's true. Ha ha. And they're being very nice about Jamie George, like great player. But let's be honest, it's like, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Yeah, it's true. He, he carries a bit more than say Skulk Brits did and whatever. But he's also one of the best players in the world, best hookers in the world. But it's like, hang on a minute. Is it all right? Are we saying it's all right for medical staff or members of the other team staff to sh- call someone a fat C-U-N-T or a fat prick or whatever it is? From this, are we okay? Are we okay? And then on social media, say, ha, 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 he is fat. And you're like, hang on a minute. If someone does that to one of the loose women while they're recording, oh, you fat cow. I don't watch loose women. I don't know which ones. I don't know who's what, who works in it. Really. Oh, you fat cow. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, but... Stacey Solomon. And it's hang on a minute. And there's a ruck. And it's hang on a minute. Yeah, but... She is quite she is quite big. She has got a bit of fat on her. So it's fine. No, 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 no. And then I had this I've actually forgotten I'll, one um, of the Nolan sisters. I, I won't get up now, I won't bother. But I had some I think it's a charity saying, Oh, I find this your defence of your mates very hollow flats or something. I was like, firstly, Jamie George, we're very friendly. I don't have his phone number. I've never had a beer with him. I've never had a coffee with him. I'm sure we would have a very nice time and he's a lovely guy. A lady called Carol who spoke Chris Evans. Yeah, anyway. Women, sorry. People it's like this isn't my friend. We're not in contact. Like if I was defending Shanks or my mum, you're like, I get it. But it's like we're not you know, so it's like that's an odd one. And also, you're a charity, support I think they're a charity, I think I could be wrong, supporting inclusion in sport and stuff. And then you're saying it's hollow for me to say people shouldn't be shouting abuse about the way people look as they're doing their job in the public eye it's like this is the most bizarre it's the most bizarre call it hollow all you like I couldn't give a shit I couldn't give a toss excuse my language I couldn't give a toss but it's like what what are you doing tweeting me that what are you doing thinking it you're working for a, chari- a charity which I think I could be wrong is about inclusion in sport sort yourselves out you absolute muppets you sort your language out and as well, I think mate. I think you they may sort your language out as well someone so, said to me yeah I know sorry swearing too sorry. much someone sent me a DM whom I don't know it was a requested DM and I don't always see those I'm not very good at checking my stuff, but I actually was looking last night and they said, by the way, the charity who just sent that to you, um, uh, I used to know someone there and they were very keen to ask you for help not so long ago to promote their charity. And I'm like, ah, right. I don't know if that's true or not, but you're just like, and all these people are saying it's fine to call Jamie George a fat whatever from the touchline. Absolute horse, mate. Do you think it's acceptable for a player to do it in a game? Well, it's... Come on, of course it is. Like, you're looking for... Oh, firstly, it's... If I'm involved in a game against you and you say, get off me, you fat man. You know, <laughs> I remember we were playing against Leinster before I retired. Leo Cully was on top. Leo Cullen was on underneath me. And he was trying to get up and I just held him down. And like just a little bit. And I just had my like forearm over his neck. And he said, get off me, you fat F. You know, and it's like, that is, that for me is entirely different. Because you're in the battle, heat yeah. at the moment. And you know. Well, you're playing is, against him. There's mutual respect. That, or yeah. he might not have a lot of respect for me. But enough respect to do his best against me, right? And, so, and there'd be instances in the game where you can try and target him, put on a big shot, you know, try and just, yeah, you know, not, 
legally hurt him. So I think, but then you've got people on the outside shouting a physical abuse at some, shouting sort of aesthetic abuse yeah. at people. I think it's crap. And he doesn't, he doesn't need to be sent to prison for it. It's not the worst thing anyone's ever done. However, people saying it's all right on Twitter. So I said to this one lady, um, let's have a look at your appearance, shall we? And she's like, I'm five, eight, I'm, you know, five, whatever it is, five foot so-and-so in a size eight. Okay with you? I was like, yeah, of course it is. I don't give a toss what you look like. What I'm not going to do when I don't know you is come to your office and say, oh, you fat cow, as you're working. You and, then, and then think it's outrageous if you kick off. You no, me, you fat cow. Tell me your name after. Will you? Go to work. Yeah, I don't know her name. But it's like, you just, size it's eight. completely Seems ridiculous. Right. It's completely Seems ridiculous right. that people are defending that. Yeah, yeah. So no. sort yourselves out. Yeah, you can't be doing that. There'll probably be some sort of fine... Now, um, EPC are going to investigate it and get to the. It's mad, isn't it? Get What's to he the doing? Bottom of it. Do you know? What, do you know what I would say, right? And this is, it's one of those things that if it is, he's this guy. If it's all true, it can be proven whether it has overstepped the mark completely. However, having a doctor who's not a coach or a physio, a doctor who, yeah, someone who's not a coach, basically on the touchline, who gets so fired up. I actually quite like that. I, I thought that as well. Mark, but you I know, quite like that. That's, that is months though, isn't it? You know, that is the province. Everyone yeah. is just absorbed by the whole game. Yeah, we had They're a, in it. They're emotionally attached to it all. Yeah, we had a Nate, uh, uh, Nate dog, our physio at Bath, Nathan Allwork. He works for Northampton Saints now. Great bloke. And he's quite, he's reasonably quiet. He's not a non-aggressive guy. Just brilliant at his job. Called all work, very hard working bloke, really bright and whatever, really good at his stuff. But remember on the touchline once we had a big scrum against Saris and I was against Carlos Nieto and I, I just looked to the, I was just sort of waiting for the scrum to form and I looked to the touchline and he was there and he's looking at me and his face was just, both his fists were clenched and he was just, his face was fierce, like he was throffing the mouth and he said, do him, do him. <laughs> You're like, Christ, we're, sort of, we're 35 minutes in here and actually the scrum went very nicely for us and he, he I think he took the credit. But do you remember um, Toulouse Ulster? I love that. Quite a few years ago, Trevor Brennan was there and so was Gareth Thomas yeah. and Trevor Brennan actually goes into the crowd. Because got a live band, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. I think it ends up punching someone. He's, mm. he's got, he had a, like a metal plate on his hand. Um, Jesus. And I think it was to protect his hand, but also to inflict pain. Pain. And I remember there were a couple of days after, it was middle, It was in the, before or in the middle of the Six Nations and Gareth Thomas comes in and, you know, there's, we read in the papers about the fight that broke out between Trevor Brennan and the crowd and Alfie was like, yeah, the, you know, they're investigating me as well. And I had nothing to do with it. Um, and then we see a picture of Alfie and his teeth are gritted in the middle of the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> getting, getting held back. You're like, oh, right, yeah. And nothing to do with it, have you? <laughs> Look at your face. Your teeth are nearly coming out. Yeah, exactly. Your jaw's poking out. Ground your teeth down. So, yeah, it's, it was a, it's one of those things that we all like a scrap and, and no one's no one's super offended. I'm sure Jamie George is just fine with his tons of caps and very successful career being called fat by a doctor. But it's like, well, if... If people are defending that, he doesn't need to be struck off. He just probably needs to slap on the wrist and they'll probably have a cop cappuccino that, and get over it. If but someone is going to call you fat, like it's better come from a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a, an expert in the yeah. human human anatomy. No, no. Actually, it could, have been, it could just been a, have been an assessment. <laughs> I think the swear word at the end might have been a bit aggressive, but it's like, you know, I think no one needs no one needs putting down for it, but I think it's one of those things, if you're defending people doing that, well, we're going to come to your office and shout stuff at you while you're at work. We're going to pick on you. Yeah, it's balls. You can't do it. Look at the state on you, eh? Yeah. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. We better get into some rugby. Now, yeah. four rounds have gone in the European Heineken Champions Cup. Is that what it's called? Heineken Champions Cup. Yeah. Um, got to start off with Dan Evans, okay? So a couple of weeks ago, gets a red card. Did you see the take in the oh, air? Oh, God, here we go. Did you see it? All right, here we go. Yeah, I took it. Saw it, sorry. Red card? Yeah. Okay. Move let, on then. Let me guess. Move on. Shocking red. Stabilising himself with his boots up. Yeah. Uh, I just, no matter what I say, you're just going to disagree with anyway. No. So Paolo, there's, there's Paolo no and Dogwoo, you think that no, was a red the other week? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, oh, no, right, that was a red. Okay. There's no point in having an opinion when you're in the room. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't. There's no point. I'm, 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 I'm really keen, well just, I'm I'm keen well just to know how you think that's not um, a red. Tell me. I just thought that if he, if he catches that ball... And the foot connects. I think that's a red. But because he drops a ball and he's now going down to the side to try and regain the ball, his leg comes up, I think, to balance him. Now, that's my, my view. Yeah. Um, I've taken a few high balls in my time. You don't always, same here. You don't always, <laughs> you don't always take them the same way. No, it's, you, it's, it's, a clo- it's not like a close skill. You like, often kick people in the face, didn't like, you, when you were taking them? No, forget never, forget never. about the, fa- the boot hitting the face. I'm talking about the body position. You don't always take them in the same way because you get yourself, um, you might overrun it, you might come back, there might be wind. So I've seen players take them where they're not even under pressure and legs have gone everywhere, limbs have gone everywhere. So I think if he takes that ball cleanly and that foot connects, I get that red. But because he drops it and he's leaning then down to try and regain the ball, uh, connection does make... Uh, boot interface. Was it Teddy Toma? Um, but anyway, it's a red card. I'm not going to dwell on it. He's um, he's off in the first <laughs> 22 seconds, and they're playing Rassin. And, and, he's, so and he's a top player as well. He is a top player. Really good player. Just has not had the the worst recognition. He has been capped, but to be fair, he's, he's been one of the most consistent players in Wales. But then, look who he's got to overcome to I get know. 15 shots. It's, like, it's a bit like yeah. Luke Dolman down at yeah. Chiefs for a long time. He was so good. I'm sure he's good now. Who's Luke? I'm Morahan. doing it again. Moran. <laughs> Phil Dolman. I was actually weirdly with Phil Dolman last week. Um, so Phil Dolman is like, he's 
he was class for a long time. Yeah. But you just think about think yeah, think who he's got to overtake. It's difficult. It is. You know? Did you it's see like Ellis Genge at the moment? Yeah. Isn't it? You know, yeah. He'd start for everyone else. There was a red card as well. Glasgow. Um, Matt Fagerson gets a red card in 79 minutes against La Rochelle, leading with a forearm. Seen it? Yes. Definitely red. a red? Yeah. Oh, we agree. Yeah. No, it's no way a red. The game's on soft. <laughs> game's gone soft. No, you can't leave with your forearm. Barnsley gets it right. Um, to be fair, he did say to us, didn't he, last week that he was going to give a red card? He said he was going to do someone. He, was, he said, I'm going to do a red card in the most in the most important part of the game, which was 79 minutes. And the worst thing about it was Scott Cummins goes over to score a try. And potentially, uh, Glasgow would have won that. But Barnsley said, didn't he? Like you got Scott in that in that game. You know, when you're a ref and you're, you're promising Reds for you know, and you're gambling on it, you've got to you've got to be patient and you've got to wait. Even if it's in the 80th minute, you've got to back yourself. Well, to he said to give a after not getting the final uh, in the World Cup, he's going to have to do something now to really promote himself. We just booked a trip to the Maldives, isn't he, this yep. week? Yep. Yeah. Good on him. Um, so yeah, that was a red card. Um, but should we do a little bit of re- review of? By the way, it's a joke about Wayne Barnes gambling, yes. as far as we know. I mean, we at least try and rip into him once every other week. If we can't do it once a week, we'll get it in once every other. But we both agree that that red card was a terrible, terrible decision, don't we? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Shocking conditions. Unfortunately, right. I look freezing. <laughs> yeah, um, hanging, yeah. So if we look at pool one... By the way, the Exeter game got halted yesterday because of hail. Did you see that? No, we didn't. Against Sale. It got halted because of hail. It was absolutely turbo. It was really bad. Like, it took the players off the field, boy. Really? Yeah, real, real time, real things. Uh, well, they are anyway. top in pool two. Yeah, we've spoken about Exeter at 19 points. They're certainly going to go through. Sam Simmons, them. oh my God. I Their know. power, mate. It's not even just Simmons, though. It's Hoggy's back. Ian Witten is brilliant. Horse. Flatty. Yeah. You know, there's some real standout players from him. But Simmons, for a guy that's not the biggest, as in weight wise, he. He's just so powerful with his so carries. So powerful. Brutal. Huge. And uh, Ben Moon scored his first try ever. since He's been playing since he was eight, and he's never scored a try even at under eights. Um, no way. Even under nines. No, he was never. And then when he was when he was under 12s, they put him back to the under 10s so he could score a try. Yeah. And he still couldn't score. Um, and he's never scored a try in training. He's never scored a try in touch. That is Ben Moon's first try in rugby ever. He didn't know how you did it. He did it by accident at the weekend. So we're very happy for him. Well done, Ben. He's got a testimonial coming up. So Has he? By tables, because that'll be really good events. They yes. will be really good events. Chris Bentley's on his committee, which is not good for him. It's bad for Mooney. But if you get the option to buy tables, buy tables. But yeah, Chiefs are flying. Yeah, Chiefs are flying. They have got... Who have they got? They've got Glasgow away um, in round five. I think Tuffy. that's coming to you in January. And... Then they've got La Rochelle at home. So, look, they're going to qualify. Yep. They have to. Uh, Poor old Leinster are battling, aren't they? Well, such a shame. You think you're a good team, don't you? Until yep, exactly you come up it. against a team like Leinster. And then you just, yep. you realise how good. That is the best way to sum it up, actually. Like, Northampton are, are a really good rugby team. They're really good. Yes, they are. Dominating in the Prem. Nowhere near Leinster. Like, nowhere near. And you just no. think, Christ, and that, that is not, you know, the whole thing about Irish players get to rest and peak when they want and that kind of stuff. Unquestionably, that's an advantage. Irish players know it. We know it. That is not what, that's not what this, these games have been about. This no. has been about, yes, they might be slightly better rested, but this is about a really good team playing against a much, much better team. But they get hammered at home and they get hammered away. Yeah. Um, 
But Leinster, what a machine. Like, there's... They've just got... Like, Ringrose scores a hat-trick. It's his second hat-trick of yeah. the tournament so far. Then you've got Lama. They seem to have gone with him now, haven't they? Over, looks like... Over Rob Carney, I yeah. I think his footwork is... Better than He's anyone. jokes. Better than anyone. It's just He's his, his stop-start. You know, maybe Carney might be... Cheslin Cheslin Colby will be up there. Maybe, yeah, maybe a little bit better under the high ball and positional wise. But in terms of a threat and attack, Lama is just incredible. But the thing is, if you get if you get your kick slightly wrong and it's a couple of feet too, a couple of meters too too long, you are toast. So what it does, it actually it makes you want to kick a bit less than you. At least with you know, well, you're more worried about kicking, aren't you? It's more it's more just trying to kick to challenge than actually kicking long and territory wise. But James Lowe's brilliant as well. I can't really wait to see him play for Ireland. Uh, Reese Ruddock, I think, has had a, a really good season. Yeah, you know, featuring very heavily. Well, he, so. I think he's. I think he. The times I've seen him play, which is quite a lot this season, I've not seen him below an eight out of ten yet. No, but Leinster obviously nineteen points below that. You have got Northampton on nine. Northampton actually could qualify. Yeah. Um, if you think of Northampton, they've got Treviso, Benetton, Treviso at home, mm. um, which could be a five pointer. They're going to need maximum. We've just got to call them Benetton now. Yeah. No, Treviso. But it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And they've got uh, Leon away then. Yeah, and Leon don't get Europe at all. No, not right. at all. So They'll beat Leon. If you get 10 points out of that, brings them up to 19. They could get that last position, I reckon. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, pool four is going to be a big shock there, isn't there? Whether it's going to be Saracens or Munster. Rassin are heading that up at the moment. I reckon Munster will go. I reckon Munster won't make it either. Mm. Because... Rassin have got Munster in round five in January at home. Um, Saracens are away to the Ospreys, and the Ospreys aren't performing at all no. at the moment. They are scoring tries. They got bonus point at the weekend. Yeah, but yeah. They were, but it was an well, odd game. Though. Yeah, they were, they were battered well by them. Yeah, they were battered. Uh, and then Saracens have Rassin at home, which will be a mega big game. Mega game, but I, I just don't back anyone to beat Saris. No, nor do I. Saris. Nor do I. We back might be him. wrong, but you wouldn't back them. And Munster have Ospreys at home, so yeah, out of that, I can see Saracens winning twice and Munster winning once. So they're another team, I think. So I think, I think you're right. I think Munster won't go. Um, pool three, you've got Claremont on 16, Ulster on 17. They face each other in Claremont round five. Mm. I can only see Claremont winning. Yeah, you see um, Claremont at the weekend. Yep. against Bath. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Absolute pasting. I know. I know Bath left a load of guys out and all that sort of stuff. But it was forty points in the first half, mate. In the first half, boy. There's just there's a, there seems to be a massive lack of of confidence at Bath and urgency. Now you can there's no there's nothing wrong with being beaten by a better team. But when you're when you're losing fifty fifty balls all the time, then you've got to start looking at I don't know maybe people's attitudes. Potentially, it's, it's difficult for you to comment, but oh, not really. Well, you, you've got a bit of an emotional investment there from your years. Well, I've got, there, I've got, I've got no, not I've got. Uh, yeah, but it's, that's not my job, is it? And also to declare the the real interest here, the real conflict or interest, whatever you call it, is that Stuart Hooper's an old mate of mine. But there's a lot of stuff, you know. I think if it's almost like re- remove the opinions of sort of bar supporters, not because they're not important, but because they're particularly invested and particularly emotional about it which is a, a great thing about sport but you think Jordan Murphy takes over at Leicester and people Leicester the board the guys there kind of think this is the right guy um, and things don't go brilliantly 
what everybody is saying outside of Leicester, I'm not sure about in Leicester, but what all of us are saying is, you and I certainly are saying, I hope they don't do that football thing and sack him. Yeah. So there are people saying Hooper out and this sort of stuff. I think Jordan Murphy, Stuart Hooper, just like Jordan Murphy, a couple of things. It needs to be his squad. If they, if everyone there believes he's the right person, it needs to be his squad. He's inherited Todd Blackadder's squad. Let him squad. have three or four years to you, build you've it. You've got to let him have some time. And I also, I've said from the very start, and you know, I'm, I've said this to the guys at the club. They asked a couple of years ago, went for a coffee with some guys from the club, and that was it. That would be about eighteen months, two years ago. Otherwise, there's no contact at all there. Um, I've no no contact at Bath. But then people assume that I do but I don't I could probably find a huge amount out but the truth is I don't want to put I'm not a journalist I'm not trying to break news I don't work for a newspaper so I don't want to put people in awkward positions when I don't need to I will say what I think but oh, I don't do, need, I do yeah. the Guardian column anymore no oh. um, so oh, I don't no I don't so I never did never did call up the Guardian actually but it's yeah so I don't if I meet up with Stuart Hooper for a coffee which I don't really very often because he's very busy we both are I don't want to ask him terribly awkward questions because then he's got to lie to me or whatever. So what I will say is I thought from the start, you know, firstly I thought Danny Grucott would be a great DOR. He went and I thought Stuart Hooper would actually be a really good DOR. But what I do think is you're, you're putting someone in a really, really important position who hasn't done it before. So that's fine. At some point, someone's got to do something for the first time. But my view was always, you need great coaches. They've got Neil Hatley's very highly rated. And, you know, they've got, they've got what they think is a really good coaching team. I think you need a really, really top-end head coach in there. You need a, what, a big name's the wrong expression, but a proven, what you probably call a big money head coach sitting below Stuart Hooper. So some DORs like to be in their tracksuits and coach, yeah. right? The qualified coaches or whatever, experienced coaches. But actually, DORs, yes, they pick the team, they don't, or they're not always responsible for playing style. And kind of, if they are, they often that's compromised. Not always, but often compromised as a role because they've also got to oversee strength conditioning, medical academy, well, they salary would, they cap, would be, they recruitment would, retention. You know, playing style, they would be. It would end with them because it does. End with them. That's, but that's my point. If you've if you've got a DOR who is doing all the on-field stuff, which is fine. Someone. No, I know that. I'm not saying it doesn't. Okay. So, so I thought you said they weren't in charge of that. No, my point is, if you, some, some DORs don't do that. They don't do the on-pitch stuff all the time. Some DORs no. are sort of in chinos every day and some are in tracksuits. And that's fine, whichever way you want to do it. But if you've got someone who hasn't coached at a high level before and hasn't been a DOR at a high level before, I think it is a good idea. When you think the DOR is overseeing, as I said, all the different departments. So it's like the, you know, trying to combine it with the commercial department as well. So you've got recruitment, retention, release. You've got strength, conditioning, fitness, medical, budget, salary caps, academy, elite player development groups, overseeing everything and all the HR stuff, the human stuff that comes with being a DOR and the rugby team, which is the primary product. If someone hasn't coached at high level, hasn't done DOR before or both like Stuart Hooper, I think it would serve to have a really high-end head coach in there. Now, I might speak to Stu Hooper this week and he might say, that's balls, and that's fine. Or he might agree, I don't know. But I feel like you need someone... If I were doing that job for the very first time, I would want someone beneath me or kind of next to me that was really, really experienced, either on the rugby side or on the management side. Because you're effectively running a business there and coaching a rugby team and responsible for style. So how can Stuart Hooper be fully responsible for the style of play and run the business effectively when he hasn't done either before? Maybe he can. Is there not a CEO at Bath then? Yeah, there's a CEO, but that, that, the CEO is that's, that's really the commercial side. So they don't oversee... 
the academy. They don't have the sporting knowledge to oversee an academy and to put yeah. sporting strategy. They might oversee the financial side of things, fine. But your DOR's got to be bang on top of salary cap, budgets, salaries, yeah. bonuses. They've got to be bang on it. They can't just leave it to bob up the road, you know. No. You've got to be on it. So I think it is a, such a massive role. I personally, the whole hooper out thing, which some fans are saying on Twitter, it's like way too early well, for I, all that stuff. I sort of get your point in that Stuart Hooper's new to it, new to coaching, new to DOR, but that is the job of DOIs to oversee, yeah. the, you know, no matter who he gets in, you know, the style of play is down to him. That That's, you know, what they do is down to him. Now, I agree with you in that he's young and inexperienced and, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to ruin someone's coaching career really early on. You know, they've had the confidence um, to pick him as, and to employ him as DOR. So, you know, give him the time. Uh, but I think, I think Bath need, I always thought Bath play best, right? They've got two ball players on the field because I, I still think Bath's strength is 13 outwards. Um, and the style of play that we used to see him with Bath was was like extra play. You know, is that wide, like Northampton are playing now, is that wide, fast tempo game. And at the moment, with the pitch being like it is in yeah. the wreck as well, I know Hugo tweeted something about it. Um, it's terrible. A couple of weeks ago, I I told you about it the other a couple of weeks ago as well. Terrible. You, know, you said it's yeah, terrible. Terrible. You, you can't do any real footwork on it. You can't get any purchase on there. It slows you right down. It suits. It, it suits big packs. And it suits tight carriers. It suits me. And, yeah, and I'm not good to watch. That's the truth <laughs> of it. Like, it's true, isn't it? But you know, when you when you have got Jonathan Joseph, Rocco, you know, Rocco uh, a singer. Yeah, Watson. These players, they need space. They yeah. need they need time and they need a decent surface to be able to use their speed, and you, you're not getting that at the moment. Northampton are a great example. We we spoke we spoke about this last time. You got Naira Vora on the wing and you got Tom Collins. These guys are and Furbank they are repeatedly involved, and that's because Northampton are skilled at getting them the ball yeah. in space. Yeah, and it's lot it's a lot harder than you think of playing against good defenses. And it's you know I, I think there is that's why I think that the Bar squad there are some top players in that squad. And but I think in terms of in terms of the style of play, I think they do actually need to sort the pitch out. I think that's a real thing. And being next to a river doesn't help. But when Big Dazza was groundsman for years, the pitch was immaculate, whether it was yeah. next to a river or not. The river hasn't moved. So they, I think they do need to change how they're operating there. Or maybe there's just been such heavy rain, there's nothing they can do about it. We don't know. But I think in terms of personnel, it does flit about a bit. And you don't, Bath can be good for 20 minutes, can be good for 30 minutes, but you never quite feel confident that they're going to, you know, no. hammer the nail in. You just don't. It's like you need Burns and Priestland on the pitch to have two playmakers, but it doesn't really suit because, you know, if, you, if you've got one of them at 15, you lose a bit of pace and you lose, a, I, I think, an attacking threat. You need, this is why ball playing centres are so hard to come by because, you know, they do the job of a centre, which is a lot of breakdowns, a lot of contact, much like a back row, but then they've also got the subtle skills as well. And you don't want to, you need John and Joseph, I think, and Anthony Watson Bath's best players, you don't want them being playmakers. You want them to be the strike runners out wide. But Bath had Ben Tapuai and let him yep. go, and I think they weren't. They went to Quinns and he did yeah, really he did. well at Quinns I, when he played. I, I, don't, I thought it was a strange. Yeah, but they, I don't think they regarded him as a ball player. They said this guy's says no, he, he's a ball player and he's not. He is, he's pretty good at ball. I, yeah, I'd say he's so. really good. He's for good Quins. distributor. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it, it's an interesting one, and I think that the whole. You know, do we think Jordan Murphy should be sacked? Absolutely no way, because you know you need to give him time to build the squad as he wants and get the right coaching team. And Bath, have, you know, they've got Neil Hatley for God's sake; he's one of the best coaches in the world and very in demand. But I do, I do like the idea, and it's easy for me to say because it's not my money, and also I'm not quite sure who I'd bring in. 
but a really, really quality head coach to come in and sort of take over the team from a coaching point of view and take over that sort of style of play so that Stuart Hooper can be the overall leader that he is. That's a bit, you know, I might well speak to someone at Bath and they'll say that's exactly what's happening or that's what's happened already. Yeah. Don't quite know. Uh, just though Claremont, a couple of players, I think we have to, Damien Pannot. Rubbish. <laughs> He's going to be Six Nations Player of the Year. Equally, boy, he is at a team, I know he goes looking for work, he is at a team that regularly gets in the ball in space. Yeah. That's my point. So, But also, he's very good at clearing up messy balls. Oh as my well. God, he's good at everything. Like, you can't put a big shot on him at all. He manages to wriggle out of tackles. He's so smooth in the way he runs. And he's strong as frig when you do hit him as well. Yeah, you've got Racker on the wing. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, Amazing. How strong is George Moala? <laughs> and quick. I am like, Moala. Oh my God, those Moala... Fritz Lee as Rackham. well. Oh my God, they were just I amazing. Know. I know. You pick Zarekashvili was still going at do we 47. Think do we think they're favourites? No. No. Leinster are favourites, I think. Uh, they lost to Ulster, didn't they? Away. I think round one or round two. But I don't know. It could be their year. You I know, hope as, it's their year. And as we probably said on this pod, they, I don't know if we did or not, the pitch at Bath was terrible when Claremont played and they still scored a couple of great tries. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's the same for both teams. Yeah. Um, we didn't... Rassin, um, Imhoff, Shivansi. Middle, Anish and K. Yeah. Finn Russell, Teddy Thomas, just quality players. I love where they play as well in that indoor arena. Yeah. La love to have gone there. La Defense. Must be amazing atmosphere there. Like you're in a concert. Um, pool five then. So I, I like watching the way Finn Russell has them playing. He's just yeah. so aggressively flat to the line. Like you would just... What you really want is someone who sits back in the pocket to defend against, sits back in the pocket, um, kicks a lot, has a really slow kicking process so you can occasionally charge him down and catch him, but is absolutely no threat to the big fellas at all. When you play that flat, um, you've got to be worried about intercept passes. That's the only thing, but I don't think he cares. He's, he's, I don't think he cares. I think he's just one of those. Uh, when you play that flat, you have to play through the line, so you, you can't really throw those speculative passes over the top because they, against blitz defences, they will just get pipped off. Love but to see him start for the lines, you know, in a couple of years. On current form, we're talking, because yeah. things can change. Yeah, yeah. Love the idea of he's that. certainly creative, isn't he? But it's so a pool five, the last pool to lose on 18, Gloucester on nine. Um, but See, Connaught Gloucester, my days. Gloucester mm. had it won. They had it one absolutely took Mark Atkinson off. He was brilliant. Yes. Took him off. Scored, scored a couple a, of tries. Yeah, his second try was, was it great. this week or last week where he took himself out when he made a break? I think it might have been last, last week. week. <laughs> <laughs> then we saw him at Cheltenham last that. year. Yeah. You stand next to him, you think, you're a big old goose. Unit. You are. Yeah, unit. Yeah. Um, he knows it though. He knows it. Then he struts around like, no, he doesn't. He's lovely. Um, he's a, he did, yeah, he did very nice that shit. I think he had a, he had a podcast going for a while. Um, Lewis Reece Samet, if it's doing Welsh well, boy, we'll, we'll eighteen or nineteen years old. Yeah, how fast is he? And the offload from the right wing he plays with one glove back. on. Does he play one glove? No, I didn't notice he that. Had, he, I think he had tape around his hand. Oh yeah, it was black tape. It might have been a glove. It might have been token tape. Yeah, mate, come like on, OJ. He ain't uh, working, Archie. But the Welshman, Welshman, playing. Yeah, most weeks now for Gloucester again. Better and better. Will he get in the Welsh squad? He looks great. Will he go twenties or will he go full squad? I always skip the 20s like George North. I always just think stick him in the 20s. That's what I always say. Unless they're an absolute freak. Stick him in the 20s. Yeah, we're doing all right at grow. wingers at the moment. Let him grow. Well, it depends how fit Liam Williams can get himself. Lee Halfpenny's back fit now playing. Um, Josh Adams is... The man. 
having great fun at Cardiff Blues. First scores choice. a hat trick on his debut against Poe. How's Steph Evans doing? Okay, but there's a guy. He's 25 or 24 years old. He's been captain for the Scarlets during. I, I think he might even be captain for the year. Uh, Steph Hughes in the centre. Oh yeah, brilliant. Mate. Yeah, yeah. Really, I think he's been quite underrated, but had the best season I, I think I've seen him play. He's ball playing, 12 or 13. Score a lot of tries off his kicking, attacking game. So you look at penalty advantages, he's putting the ball through, he's chipping it over. Really skillful player. Mm. Um, one of the first on the team sheet, for sure. Nice. Well, one of the first 15, yeah. Yeah, but um, Gloucester on nine points now. It's sort of between them and Northampton, I think, for that last place. But Gloucester have got to go to Toulouse in round six, which is going to be a They'll tough battle, They will battle out there. They've got Montpellier at home in round five. I think five. they'll win that, though. Yeah. Yeah, there's no reason Especially why Especially if Montpellier is struggling by then, they'll bin it. Yeah. But, um, but to go to Toulouse to try and get... Toulouse look great. A win, yeah. They do. Tomo Ramos, Emil and Tomac look fab. They just, they look great. Pax carry really nicely. Colby's back, isn't he? Medard. Tolafu at eight looks great. Jerome Kainu at eight or six. He's, Jerome Kainu's flying. Mm. He looks great. Yeah. He's 37 years old, fella. Is he really? 37 years old. Do you, have, do you ever still have dreams that you play rugby? Uh, I sometimes do. Like I don't miss I don't miss rugby, but no. I dream about it all the time. Yeah, my dad still dreams he plays for England though. Does he? Yeah. He's hundred and four. <laughs> the hammer. The hammer. Pulling the hammer down. Yeah. Um no, not really. Ah, see, I I have random dreams like I'm I forgot my gum shield and I'm really worried about playing now without a gum shield. Oh I get stuff like that, I'm late and I forgot my boots. I don't get actual The only time I ever forgot my gum shield was um when we played for the Barbars against South Africa. Oh yeah. And Normally, you know, you're quite methodical in the way you pack your bag, aren't you? Thinking about what you need, what you... You were pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Slightly hungover. Yeah. Uh, but luckily, it was a Twickenham, and uh, they had a dentist on site, and he moulded me one. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. I don't think I ever played a pro game without a gum shield. No. I'm terrified. I'd hate to. Trev Woodman played. He had a gum shield in, I think, and he played for, I guess it was Gloss against Bristol, and Gareth Archer just uppercutted him coming out of a scrum and still knocked his tooth out through the gum shield. Yeah, it still can happen. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I bet that hurt. I don't think I ever played with that one from like the age of like 14 once when I forgot it. My yeah. dad had a massive go at me. Um, that's your which, dad in, yeah, which is strange that's your dad in a nutshell, isn't it? I could eat an apple through a tennis racket. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get into some questions? Oh yeah, well done. Some questions, okay. So your favourite's Leinster, by the way. Yeah. Can you say it into the mic because it's a podcast? Okay. Um, no, I'm going Claremont. Not to lose. Or to lose. I just want... Or I Leicester. Just, the good thing about... As long as Claremont gets to the final, I'm happy because that means I get to see Racker play one more game in the season. I just absolutely love watching that guy. He's my favourite player in Europe to watch at the moment. My favourite. He racks him, he stacks him. He racks him and stack him. He is just golden. And he just... Bath defence was just, it was horrible, wasn't it, for them at the weekend? But you're playing against weapons like that. If you're slightly off, goodness me, game over. Okay, so uh, some listeners have sent in some questions. Good Lord. Paul um, Winter has said, if you had to construct a rugby team from dogs, what breeds are you putting in each position? I mean, that's too long a question. But that is. Can we say sort of, I don't know, Great Danes in the second row? I've got Irish Wolfhounds, great, I'd have Great Dane at six. Are Irish Wolfhounds bigger than Great Danes? Don't know. 
Okay. I was just thinking more of the hair. Great Danes in the second row, yeah, okay. Uh, Bulldog at loose head, Mastiff at tight head. Bull Mastiff at loose head, English Mastiff at tight head, Bulldog at hooker. There you okay. Go. We, could, we could just do breeds for front row, second row. Yeah, bull back breeds, row. tall what, breeds. What are you going to have as back row? Alsatian? Uh, Ridgebacks. Okay, Ridgebacks. Rangy, sort of terrierish. Rhodesian Ridgebacks. Yeah. At nine, Jack Russell? Yeah, or, yeah, little Jack Russell, would yeah, you? Yeah, fine. Number 10, Labrador? Collie, brighter. Okay, Decision fine. maker. Yep. Okay, gotcha. Would you want a ball playing 12? Um, yes, I Probably do. I don't, I don't, do you know what? I'll even have another Collie because they're tough at 12. At 13, um, I want an athlete. I want an athlete, boy. Okay. On a big rangy athlete, might even have a. Mm, is it greyhound too much? Can't have a greyhound, mate. Why? Not bulky enough to play centre. All right, have one on the wing though. Um, I don't know. Or uh, yeah, have him on the wing. We'll have him on the wing. I think we should also. Ha- I think we should have a Labrador's good at catching. I want to get a Labrador in there. Yeah, but they're not quick. Okay. Labrador's on the bench. Utility. Uh, yeah. So you need. To, okay. What are we can have in the centres. Alsatians. Not. Are they quick enough? Yes. And aggressive. I got bitten by an Alsatian. Um, as a kid. We go in Alsatian centres. We can have. What do you want on the wings? Well, one greyhound, obviously. We'll have two greyhounds on the wing. So whip it in a greyhound. Whip it in a greyhound. Okay, fifteen. We need something solid, yet fast. Doberman. Doberman. Happy with that? Yes. I only, the only thing I'm worried about is we haven't got a Rottweiler in there. We'll have one in the front row. <laughs> we'll have a medic. As a Rottweilers, Rottweiler. I sometimes think are probably the best dogs of all. Because they're big and they're good guard dogs. They're good protectors in case you ever get robbed. They're really clever. They're really affectionate. But if you're not very good at owning dogs, they're probably a bit of a liability. Have you any need, of your need to dogs, stimulate them. Have any of your dogs run away again? No, but no, have, okay. have I told you about Badger? Yeah. Have I told you I about I know him? what? Oh, my little French bulldog. When you ran away? No, he got in a little scrap over a little ball the other week. Not, oh, no, big di- no big deal. Um, but the other dog's tooth obviously just caught his eye. Had his eye out. He's a one-eyed French bulldog. It's like a pirate. He quite likes it, I think. How have you put a patch on him? We're going to get the... the Skull the, and crossbones patch. No, the dog, the dog walker says you're going to get him a deer Monty eye patch. Um, he's fine. The vet was like, look, you're going to panic. Don't worry about it. Dogs don't care. He's absolutely fine. He just obviously a bit of bad luck. Caught a dog too. Because French bulldogs have these big bulbous, sticky out eyes. Yeah. He said it happens actually more regularly. Oh, does it? probably shouldn't have breeds like that, really. But you're a bit like that. Yeah. We got him from the dog's home, so it's fine. He's a rescue Stigmatism. Dog. I've had since the age of seven. So, yeah. So, he's got one eye. Well, I don't go around calling myself goggle-eyed freak next question call myself the org monster um, Thomas McPherson what team do you think oh no not playing them this weekend Claremont when playing <laughs> when playing oh right uh, Toulouse for me oh, I love playing Toulouse did you do well against them yeah did okay. actually oh there we are then yeah um, they always did pretty well against French teams I think uh I think no, that I about Connaught sometimes when we go out to the dog track. Yeah, awkward the Galway, but oh, the wind. I'd, ra- I'd rather play against... meter walk from the changing rooms to the yeah, pitch. I'd rather play Toulouse away than Sale at home. Okay. Awkward. Ian Wildgast, Hooper, Bath, wise to a point. We've spoken about that. Ian, uh, what's going on with Brad Moore? We don't know. Um, you'd hope, we hope as Welsh fans that he stays at the Scarlets, but, you know, when the... All Blacks coaching job comes up. Why would you not want to take it? Especially when they recruit coaches from within the camp as well. You know, so 
Um, Ian Foster has now moved up from being assistant coach to yeah. full coach, as really, did really Steve Hansen. Um, how long until we see the Simmons brothers playing together for England? Um, not sure about the younger one. Who is the younger one? What? The Simmons oh, brothers. Joe. Joe's younger, I think. Maybe. Looks younger. Yeah, he does. Uh, I'm not sure we're going to see him too soon in a 10 jersey when you've got Ford and That's Farrell the point, at isn't the moment. It? It's yeah. all about who they've got to overtake. It's easy to say he should play for England. Not, I know you're not saying that, mate. But, but Sam Simmons... But Sam Simmons and Alex Dombrant for me are bona fide threats to Billy Vunapola. Billy Vunapola, I really think they are. Okay, we've got a question from Don Kerry Lovell, Dave. How would you feel about being coached by someone who was bang average player or didn't play at all, but might be a very decent coach? Does it like size matter? Does it like size matter when they know what they're doing? Uh, Kerry makes absolutely no difference whatsoever if someone was good at rugby or not. Probably not. It probably helps for the first little bit because they've got a bit of gravitas. But actually, when the novelty wears off, it's like buying a new car. When the novelty wears off, what are you left with? Is it actually what you need? Is it actually good for you day to day? So you get a big rock name, rock star, big name coach come in. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Okay, we've lost a couple of games now. A few lads injured. We need to make things work. And actually, we've been doing the same stuff every day for the last six weeks. Is this really good stuff that's making me better? Or is this guy someone who used to be a really good player and is now actually not a very innovative coach? So it's all about the good, a good coach is a good coach. Doesn't matter how good I they would work say the be. first impression sometimes does help if you're a former legend because yep. it wears off though, doesn't it? Yeah, it, completely. But the players will know about you. They would have seen videos of you. Um, they would have watched you playing. Yeah. So you, you'd, you'd probably get a little bit more respect quicker than you would as someone who's never played the game. But it's, you know, every day a coach speaks to you, every day, every meeting, all day. So it's, it's how they present themselves, their ideas they bring. What they it, know, how they communicate. way it. more than playing. You know, playing days are forgotten completely. It's, it's what they're bringing to so the we had, team. We had Brad Davis, a defence coach, who was at Ospreys. Um, we had him come into Bath and we, we knew he'd played rugby league. That's all we knew. Yeah. Didn't know him. When he walked into the room, didn't know who he was, didn't know him from rugby league. And... Someone was like, this is Brad Davis, your defence coach. Cool, boys, my first session won't be till Wednesday, but good to meet you all. I'll come around and say hello. Oh, he's an Aussie, didn't know his accent. Session one, like, this bloke is brilliant. Yeah. Session two, brilliant. Three or four, five years later, this guy's brilliant. So every time it got better. And it turned out he was a really, really good rugby league player, but we couldn't give him monkeys. It's just Same with Scott Johnson when he coached Wales. No yeah. one really knew about him. He looked like Gerard uh, Depardieu. Depardieu. Yeah. Uh, with his long hair, always wore shorts on the sideline, g the crowd up, had an Australian accent, um, played a little bit of rugby, but didn't matter. One of the best coaches I've yeah. been coached under. But, you know, Steve Borthwick was 57 England caps, England captain. He's not getting offered big coaching jobs because he was a good player. Neil no. Hatley's considered one of the best coaches in the world. He's not getting off. Ian Foster, did he play? Don't know. You know, it's kind of yeah. being a good player does not make he you did a play. good coach. Um, Gavin Taylor, Christmas dinner starter options. Um, he's currently looking at Scampi or Pate. Scampi? Mm, I wouldn't oh, go Scampi. I mean, mate. I'm going Scampi on a Sunday, maybe, when I'm hungover. Scampi chips and peas down there. Bellinis, isn't it? Is it Bellinis? Horse. Is it smoked salmon things? Don't know. Panath. Um, I don't do the starters, mate. No, nor do I, really. If I was going to have a start, it'd be smoked egg, smoked salmon and egg, sorry, um, in the morning. Yeah. That'll, be, that'll do me then until... Croissants and coffee for breakfast. And probably eat the crispy bacon and some pigs in blankets. Yeah. Don't want to ruin my dinner. Gavin. Not very game changers of you. Um, which players from outside the top tier caught your eye in the World Cup? Oh, God. Uh, well, Fijian ones. Yeah. Radradra. There you go. Yeah. Fijian lads. Radradra, 
Pacelli Yato, really Bill Lalu. Yeah, love them. Just love yeah. watching the whole team. And, well, it's not outside. It's top. Yeah. I mean, uh, Levi Bottier is just top of the range, isn't You he? love him. He's class. Yeah. Man. You enjoyed Absolutely Frozen class. 2. Martin Williams wants to know. Not the Martin Williams now who's got a job. Yeah, I enjoyed that. With Martin, the yeah, I enjoyed Frozen 2. It's good. Um, is the Heineken Cup being devalued by the Prem? Uh, Are teams taking the Heineken Cup seriously in the Premiership, do you think? They do. I, Or is it becoming a more, a bit like the Premiership in football where the league matters more so than the Cup? I think the league matters more at the moment. Um, more money in it? Too. I think Chiefs might be one team that's really gunning, but you look at Saris, they're still doing really well and I'm sure they'll, I think they'll qualify, but they did leave a few guys out. In Munster, they left Marrow out the weekend. That's part of a World Cup recovery, I know, but it's also they, for different reasons, have to target the Prem. Now, because they've been bad. You know, Northampton, for example, didn't not prioritise Europe. They properly went for it and got battered twice, and they're currently our best team. So, one of the best teams. So, it's, I don't think, then you, you do get to a point where, lads, we're not going to qualify. So, what do you do when the league is as brutal as ours? Um, it's not a good look, I agree, but. It is tough to keep picking your 15 top players if you're pretty much confident you're out. You still want to play in Europeans' top-tier competition. Well, at least I think they do well, because it's... I mean, you're coming from a different angle, right? Because your league is thriving, I think, at the moment. The Gallagher Premiership is doing well. Yeah. Um, we're coming from a league where it's there's good rugby. It's, it's going all right, but you still want to play against the top teams in Europe. You still want to play against uh, the English teams the French teams. So maybe maybe we take it a bit more seriously, the Celts. Um, but I hate it when you see teams um, who have made the Champions Cup rest their players in the Champions Cup to focus on the league, to qualify Same. next year for the Champions it's Cup. It's a crap look. Yeah. It, it, you know, I don't like, get that. We've said this before on this pod, but Bath, just because it was it was a case in point, they, they snuck into the top six and everyone was really going mad celebrating top six qualify for the top tier of Europe why are you celebrating this like you'd rather finish sixth and seventh but why are you celebrating this and look at the good it's done them I mean seriously it they could do without it but it's frankly. also good for the fans as well because you get to see all these all the top nations and top northern hemisphere players come to your club you don't get that so much in the challenge cup because well you do get you do get stars but obviously it's the bottom six I think of the of the table so yeah but geez you look at Look at um, social media is not the real world, is not representative of the real world as the recent election showed us. But it's as that proved. But you know, you look on social media, it's like the Bath fans who were celeb- a lot of them celebrating getting into Europe last year. Half of them are saying Hooper out, it's a disgrace, or it's this, it's that, it's naive. Bath are terrible. It's like, yeah, but Bath would unquestionably be better off if they didn't have to play Claremont twice and play, you know, play Ulster. And it's like they would be this season better off if they could just focus on the league. But it's also good for attracting players as well. You want players to come to your your team. You know, you want to entice players. You want to players, top players want to play against good opposition. They don't want to play against you know weakened teams. They don't want to you know you, you want to be playing against the best of the best. Yeah, so it's not a good look. You can um, kind of understand it from a DOR point of view, but it's not a good look. Yeah, and Morgan, where's the next Welsh centre coming from? There's a bit of a crisis at the moment. John Davis is out. Um, Owen Watkin could be out as well for a little bit, depending on how well he recovers. Scott Williams has got a bit of a bad back. Wills Holahula has got ligament damage in his knee. He now qualifies for Wales. Hadley Parks is fit. So we're struggling a little bit at the moment. There's a player. Um, he played... 
Uh, was one man of the match a couple of weeks ago against Poe, a guy called Ben Thomas. Okay, he's a, a 10, 12, so I like that automatically. I like that. You know, it yeah. gets my attention because you like that, if he's played you? a little bit of 10, yeah. you know he's got a bit of a distribution game as well, and he has looked really good. Um, so potentially we might see him. We might see Owen Lane feature a bit. Josh Adams has played a bit of centre. So is George North, but you don't really want to mess around with Josh Adams too much because he's had such a great season. Maybe there's room for um, George North to move in. You know, didn't have the biggest impact we thought he would do at the World Cup. He's on the way back from a hamstring injury, so hopefully he should be back fit come the Boxing Day derbies. Um, what else we got there, Flats? Um, where do you stand on Jeremy Corbyn from AD Phillips? <laughs> um, <laughs> on his chest. Um, a better leader would have walked it. Um, there's quite... Yeah, it's quite a, a lot of people asking us to pick teams. I mean, it's a nice idea to pick 15s, but it does actually take uh, quite a long time. Uh, we got a, does goose fat actually improve roast potatoes? Yeah, I really like goose fat. Well, there's goose, there's duck. I've seen I've seen three different options from Jamie Oliver, and I tried them all. Did one with butter. Yeah. He did one with goose or duck fat, and one with olive oil. Yeah. And I like the olive oil option. Did you? Okay. I quite yeah. like du- I quite like the duck fat as well. Yeah. That's from Owain. Um, yeah, who should we, let's, who we wins the staring competition out of me and you? You, I can't, I can't do it for very long. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of Johan Ackerman always smiling, win, lose or draw? Jason Butcher. I think he's just happy bloke. Up, He's upbeat. He knows there's more to life than winning or losing rugby matches. He's manically happy, which I which I quite like. He's a massive bloke, so you wouldn't question it anyway. Um, I think he is genuinely a really positive guy and says, do you know what? All we've done is lose a rugby match. Presents That's himself well. Presents yeah, himself brilliant. well on TV. I don't see any problem in that at all. Yeah. Um, you've got one from Ross Harry's. Oh, is the E in Harry's entirely superfluous? It's a joke, mate. We've said for years, drop the E. You're that guy. It's it's not your parents' fault that because it's like if you name someone, I've got a mate called Martin with a Y, and you know his brother's called his dad's called Barry with an I E. His other brother's called Stuart E W, Graham with the E M E at the end. It's like you are giving people names that they're going to have to spell out every time they say them to anyone. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a, unless they're in a pub, it's a, it's not fair. But your surname, that's a, you know, you're you're having a nightmare, and you need to change it not only for you but for future generations well, because for your, for your kids, Harris with an E is a joke. It's mm. a joke because Harris with an E says to me, "Harise." <laughs> you know, it's with an E. Oh, the E at the end. No, no, the E is just after before and after. It's like, mate, I've seen him tomorrow anyway. Tell him, drop it. I will tell him. Um, sitting in for a couple of drinks with the Premier Sport Crew, Sunset and Vine. Wales, we're going out for a couple of Christmas drinks. Oh, I bet you are. I'd be blooming mad, um, isn't it? Harry Shaw, um, shot in the dark this year, but who'd you back to win the Six Nations? I'm going France. England. If, I, they, can I, keep, I, if they can keep I really think 15 England men will on win. the field. Yeah, right? but Fra- Fra- you can't back France. You can't back. I want, well, I, I am. I want France to be brilliant. You just can't back them. Well, I am. You can't. I you think can, they're doing yeah. well in Europe and. With Sean Edwards going there as well. I know he's not head coach, but I think he'll get them, you know, defensively up to a very high level. Hope so. Yeah, and, I really hope so. And he speaks French. I don't know if you saw the interview. <laughs> uh, bonjour. Je m'appelle Sean. Uh, uh, when did Tom May start to become like Victor Meldrew? Asks Aidan Berry. Good point. Grumpy. Such a shame. Used to be so upbeat, didn't he? Um, 
James Connolly, what's wrong with Bath? Not sure we have enough time. We've kind of discussed Bath. Um, Who's going to get relegated from the Premiership this season? Hamish Percy, oh, this yeah. is the last one. Not Saris. Yeah. Quinns. What? Or Bath. What? Or Leicester. <laughs> uh, right, we're hang on, on. we've got a visitor. Hang on a sec. Hello. Yeah, yeah, we're still going. We're still okay. going. All right. Shut that door. Nearly Sorry. done, all right? Sorry, Shanks' dad. He's outside and he's completely nude. It's freezing out there. He wants a pint, doesn't he? Who's going to go down? Uh, oh, God, it's pointless, this, because you make a prediction and you get it wrong and everyone fires into you for something you said. Six. Predictions don't work. One of the big teams is going down or one of the big teams that we've perceived have been a big team. Well, Worcester could still go down. A historical team, yeah. Worcester all right, there we down. are. Yeah. Okay, we're done. We are done. Good luck that to is you. it. All right. Um, Merry Christmas. We'll be back after the Christmas break. Um, is that it now for Christmas? That yeah, I is suppose it. it is. That is it. Back in about six months, guys. Sorry to all of our sponsors. Yep, drink responsibly and just um, it's a time of giving, all right? Yeah. Give it, before you take. It's better to give than it is to receive, says that in the Bible. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.